This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. It's three minutes after 12. You are listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where our weekly adventure into the unknown is about to begin. If you're not familiar with this part of the programme, I, I do allow me to suggest that you're in for a bit of a treat. It's, it's kind of the radio equivalent of the notes and queries columns, the Q&A columns that are, have been popular in newspapers and magazines for years, but here you get your answer immediately. Instant gratification. Instant intellectual gratification, one might dub it. And we celebrate knowledge, so you're not allowed, I should make it clear from the get-go, because I forgot last week, you're not allowed to uh, look anything up. People are going to ring in with a bunch of questions. If you know the answer to one of them, you need to ring in with the answer. I'll ask you how you know it, what your qualifications are, and you'll tell me. It could be Anything from the sublime, frankly, to the ridiculous. You might be the professor of the public understanding of science at the University of Brighton, or you might have seen it on the telly last night. All you've got to do is prove to me that you know this, not that you've just Googled it or whatever. Four minutes after 12 is the time. 03456060973 is the number that you need. Um, is that it? Do I need to do any other housework? I, I, yeah, I do. I must. I mean, if you haven't listened before, you'll soon work out what's going on. Don't be boring. There you go. That's always a good rule. That's actually true across the whole 15 hours if you're thinking of ringing the programme. Don't be dull. Um, if you're going to be dull, it's going to be handbags. The point being, of course, that the question you ask needs to have an answer that will be of interest to lots and lots and lots of people, not just you. Um, so if it's about a roundabout near your house that's got an exit, you're not sure where it leads and you're not allowed to drive up it, that's probably not going to set the switchboard on fire on a national level. Uh, and similarly, repetition. You can go to lbc.co.uk and have a look at the archive of Mystery Hour. It's great stuff anyway, um, but it might give you a steer on whether or not the question that you are convinced is absolutely amazing um, isn't. And I'm going to take a, a, a... I think I'm going to take a question from Carl from Twitter. I keep saying every single week that I'll allow a Twitter question to come on if you use the hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour. Um, or even just the hashtag mystery hour, actually. And he's provided photographic evidence that this is actually true. Um, how come he can throw an egg, he threw an egg over his house? What's happened to my show? I just said that out loud. He, th he threw an egg over his house and sent me pictures of it to prove that you can throw an egg over a house without it breaking. And he did. I've got, I've got the footage here. Do you want me to retweet it? I, I did. He threw an egg over his house and it didn't break. How come? It landed on the lawn. How come? How did that? What, 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 he wants to know. I'm not surprised he wants to know. Someone told him it was possible. He did it. There were quite a few false alarms. You could, you know, make an omelette with the contents of his garden. But, the, all right. Mark's in Northampton. Mark, question or answer? Ah, thank you, Mark. So I've got to say hello to someone in Northampton who I bumped into in Leicester Square yesterday. So I'll look up his name while you crack on with your question or answer. Uh, it's a question, please, James. Carry on, mate. Um, feel free to bend me off this. This is going to be too depressing for you because it's been a tough old week. But, um, tough old week, mate. It's you know how we... <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you know how we're undergoing this incredible redistribution of wealth and it's kind of sort of globalised capitalism is sort of how you could call it. Now, under that model, is it inevitable that one person is going to end up owning everything? <laughs> <laughs> oh... Um, because the, 
all of the trends move in the direction of, of, of wealth moving from the many to the few, does the few eventually yeah. become the one? How would that question be answerable? Under globalised... Ca- well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, Professor Howe, possibly. Professor Howe's um, not going to know, yeah. mate. He's all about test tubes and Bunsen burners. Yeah, see, this, this is where the question might fall down. But uh, and maybe a professor of sociology... It's never going to be one. It's never going to be one. But 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 when you look at the amount of wealth that is held by the 0.01% or, you know, half of the world's wealth is held by 80 people, you, that's where your suspicion comes from, right? That eventually, 100 years down the line, it may just be one or, or one organisation. Or a thousand or years. And and everybody else is, is, is on the payroll, as it were, or not, in which case... Yeah. I, I love the question. I, I think it might be a PhD thesis rather than a mystery hour opener, but I'm going to put it on the board. Under, the, under current economic conditions, will we eventually live in a world where one entity owns everything? And if you're going to do a PhD thesis, you really need to do uh, pub games throughout the regions of the UK. That would be much more fun. <laughs> you're probably not wrong, but you've asked your question now, so you can't, you can't rescind it. Mark, thank you. Um, I, I, I get that, actually, because you see, I, I have this, I've got a new theory. Yeah, I can hear you groaning already. That we're becoming a buy-to-let democracy in Britain. When you look at all of our public services being owned by foreign governments and then owned by plutocrats, shareholders, dividends, eventually, and you see that property ownership is diminishing now, first time in generations, do we go back to the 19th century model where we were essentially chattels of mill owners and masters? No, too depressing. This is mystery hour. Don't do that again. Chris is in Ealing. Chris, question or answer? Uh, question, please. Carry on. So my question is, can you have a one-letter word in Scrabble? Yeah, but only on, uh, only on the first go. Can you? Well, of course you can. Oh, well, very good. Well, I presume you can. What, what makes you think you wouldn't be able to? I thought you could uh, have to start with two. I mean, I assume I could Google it. but No, you're, uh, not, you're not allowed to Google it. But why wouldn't you be able to put down A? I'm, I don't know. That was my question to you. No, I'm going to take it. I'm Honestly, gonna... I, I wanted to call in and, uh, you know, we, I'm from California. Welcome. I, I listen with my daughter, who's seven. Oh. And if she could hear... You call me a prune on the podcast. It would make her life. What's her name? Heidi. (sighs) Heidi, you have my utmost sympathies for having (laughs) a father who is an irredeemable prune. Ah, that's great. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'll take the round of applause. I'm not doing requests. I'll take the round. I'm not doing requests. I'm not going to call anyone else a prune for the benefit of their seven-year-old daughter. Thank you, though, Chris. Ten minutes after 12. I could be wrong about that, but it's up there now. If you need a steward's inquiry, dial away. Ashley is in Greys. Ashley, question or answer? It's a question, please, James. Carry on. Right. I have a little bit of mental chewing gum. Basically, I have a friend that likes to pick his nose a lot. Oh, yes. And I was wondering, um, are bogeys nutritious? (laughs) I don't know that we should overuse that word but um it's not okay. rude is it i don't know what else you could say the, nutritious as in as in the uh, calorific well, or because basically he seems to enjoy it so much and i'm just wondering whether there's any, any nutritional content i have or... a theory about this this is actually back in the day and this will probably make sense to maybe two but probably one person currently listening to the program one of the genesis of, of Mystery Hour was my firm belief that picking your nose and eating it builds up your immunity to diseases and viruses because, you, you know, like the small amount of germs that you're ingesting will build up your immunity to other germs. And, and about six years after doing it on Mystery Hour, there was some research published in Scandinavia that proved 
that it was true. So that is one answer, but that's not nutritional as such, is it? No, no. I mean, so you mean could you live on? Could you live on bogeys? Well, I mean, uh, my mate seems to seems to think so because every time I see him, he's picking his nose. Go on, then. What's his name? That's why you really rung in. <laughs> his name's his name's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, the nose picker. What is the nutritional content of your nose content? That's what you want to know, really. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> Leave it with me. That's why they pay me the silly money. Uh, bogey's new. What is the nutritional content of your nasal content? So three four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Who's going to know and why? Um, and under current economic conditions, is it conceivable that eventually everything will be owned by one entity? 12.12 is the time. Roger is in Sydenham. Roger, question or answer? <laughs> question. <laughs> well, I must, uh, see gorillas and chimpanzees uh, picking their nose, so there must be some merit in it. Well, it tastes but, nice. That's why they do it. It's not, I mean, necessarily <laughs> nutritional. But uh, let's not get bog- bogged down in bogeys. What, what did you ring in to ask? Right. My question is, when I tune up my guitar... Sometimes it's gone flat, and I can understand that because the strings have slackened off. But what I don't understand is that so often it's gone sharp. And I've asked many musicians, and no one can give me an answer as to why that should happen. I said, I, I, yeah, so sometimes when you've left it for a while and you come back and it's out of tune, it's gone sharp, which you think is... A, but, no, but hang on, doesn't it go... As you, as you turn it, and I'm not... A, as you turn it, doesn't it go through the whole range? Doesn't it go flat, natural... Sharp, natural, well, flat. Where it is, but usually, yeah. but it's just um, as likely to be sharp as it is to be flat. A while, very often it's sharp. Uh, sorry, very often it's flat. But I find even more often it's gone sharp, and I don't understand how it could. Uh, because uh, it's gone through flat. It's what? Sorry, it's gone past flat and hit the sharp of the next note down. Don't shake your head at me. It, it's gone up. It's gone sharp. It's gone tighter. It can't have got tighter. The string's gone tight. It can't have got sharp. tight. It can't have... No, because it go... Doesn't it... I mean, I am really out on a limb here, mate, so I'm quite comfortable to make a prune of myself in the interest of amusing everybody else. But if you've got... Every natural note has sharp above it and flat below it, right? That's right, yeah. So you've got it tuned to natural and you leave it and for a while and then flat. it goes and then it goes to flat and you leave it for a bit longer and it gets even looser and it goes to the sharp of the note below. Yeah, but it goes sharp to the note above, and that's what I don't understand. How are you sure it goes sharp? Well, is it? Do you do you, do you keep it in 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 environmental conditions that cause the strings to contract? No, I just t- keeps it normal room temperature, and I tune it up with a uh, with a tuner. And so often it shows that when I come to it to uh, to tune it up, it's gone sharp. Okay, it hasn't gone flat at all. Uh, uh, can you start Scrabble with a one-letter word? <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing a lot. I'm getting a lot of abuse on that one. I think I might stop answering questions for, for for the next quarter and start again at half past twelve. What do you think, Roger? Okay then. <laughs> I've got to put it on the board. Why does Roger's guitar go sharp when it, it apparently goes up when it goes out of tune? I yeah, I get. I understand the question. I thought my answer was brilliant, but I, I, I sense I've lost the room. Uh, I come to you first after the travel news, Nigel. You're listening to James O'Brien's Mystery Hour on LBC. The time now is just approaching quarter past twelve. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Physics. It's physics, isn't it? Carl, it's just, I've, I've retweeted that picture of him throwing an egg over his house and it doesn't break. He wants to know how come. Physics. 
That's not going to be an acceptable answer. I'm going to need a little bit more than that, OK? Uh, I think I was wrong about Scrabble, so there's a round of applause up for grabs if you're quick and you can get a phone line into the building, which is a little tough at the moment. I think I was right about the guitars, oddly. Uh, but uh, I'll leave that hanging as well, because I've made something of a prune of myself. Thus far, the nutritional content of your, the contents of your nose. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Is there any? Um, and the, the, the guitar tuning question: Why does it go sharp sometimes when you'd presume that the slackening of the of the string would make it go flat? Nigel's in Bermondsey. Nigel, question or answer? All right, James. I've got a question for you. Good man. All right, my question is, um, why is it that white people are the only race that's got so many different colours of hair? Um, so many different... I mean, you know, they've got ginger, brunette, blonde, mouth <laughs> brown and that. <laughs> you know, um, you obviously you know what the colour of black people's hair is, Indian, Chinese and that, but white people are the outside. You, get, you, right? you don't, you don't like even that. get much shade either, do you? You can't, I mean, it, it, it's always hard to be 100% anything, but you very rarely see... Uh, a, an Asian fellow or a black fellow with with I mean it's dark black almost always as well Chinese yeah that's, well, it's obviously to do with to, to Northern European pigmentation I I don't I've got no why am I talking I've got no idea <laughs> I don't know um, I love that so, question yeah, it's, just, it's just puzzled me that you know why is this why is there so many different shades of given that we we all we, we all come from the same root the same sort of uh, corner of africa how come people who've ended up with white skin ah well that might be the same answer how come people have some people have ended up with white skin despite the fact that we all started off black yeah but um yeah well that's <laughs> that's my that's my question well i'll leave the hair question the other one's possibly uh, uh, you know, it's, it's timely this <laughs> is what i do people say what do you do if you wanted to actually make everything better first thing i do everyone has to have a dna test to establish their geographical and ethnic origins and then we can stop arguing about who's better and who's worse but we'll, we'll focus instead on the gingers how come it's only white people that have got different hair colors Twelve twenty-one is the time jazz is in coventry jazz question or answer answer carry on Right, it's about the egg uh, being thrown over and not breaking. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, I used to uh, do this trick uh, many, many years ago uh, when I was a teenager, but it wasn't throwing the egg over a, a, a wall or a roof or anything. Basically, if, if you cup your hands together with your fingers uh, interlocked, you put the egg in long ways uh, between your um, palm, the, where, where the bone is, and if you try to squeeze that egg, and it, as long as it doesn't slip, You'll never break that egg. It doesn't matter how strong you are. So basically, that egg's falling on the long end. Um, on yeah, the but we're not. I mate, that's the what, not the why. That, well, that's why it's not broken. No, but if you rang up and said to me, "How come when I squeeze an egg really hard and it doesn't slip, it doesn't break?" and Carl rang up and said, "Oh, it's because when I throw an egg over a house, it doesn't break," it wouldn't be an answer, would it? I think so, because at the end of the day... Well, let me rephrase that, then. It wouldn't be an answer, would it? OK. It's just another example of the unbreakability of an egg in surprising circumstances. What? Why doesn't it break, Jazz? Um... All right, <laughs> 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 yeah, you got me there. It's just one of those days. 12.23, Martin's in Chelsea. Martin, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Carry on. Um, I'd like to know where the expression, a bit of how's your father, comes from. <laughs> it's a nice expression, actually. You don't hear it very often anymore. Well, uh, I haven't heard it for 
years. No. I heard it the other day. Re- I, I want to know how it alludes, to, you know, to what it alludes to. Which is romantic entanglements. Exactly. I, it's probably a music hall song, don't you think, or something like that? That's usually how it works. But I don't know. I'm just sort of. Th- I'd be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a sort of 19th century, turn of the century music. Oh, how's your father? Or something like that. Oh, have a banana. I, but I don't know, obviously. So I shall put it on the board. You, you used an expression the other day on your show, a bit of hanky panky. Yes. Which is very similar. Yes, it is. It is. I, 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 let's just find out. How's your father? Why, why is that? Why was that? Is that? Has that been a synonym for? Um, Romantic entanglements. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number that you need. Dave is in Dartford. Dave, question or answer? Answer. Carry on. Guitar tuning. Yes. Yeah. The reason they go sharp is because they're cold. Thank you. Meteorological conditions. Meteorological conditions. Easy for you it's, to say. Uh, expansion and and shrinking of guitar strings. So he probably keeps it in the spare room where he doesn't have the radiator on. And when he goes in after a while to have a bit of a strum... <laughs> It'll be sharp. Thank you very much. Qualifications? Guitarist. Guitarist. Round of applause for Dave. <laughs> very nicely done, mate. Very nicely done indeed. We also would like an answer to the question of whether or not, under current economic conditions, it would be possible to arrive at a place where absolutely everything is effectively owned by a single entity but we've got our guitar answer we need an egg answer we need the nutritional contents of the contents of your nose answer we've done the guitar answer why do only white people have different hair colors and the origins of the phrase how's your father um jane is in greenwich jane question or answer uh question please jane carry on um does meat that we eat get rigor mortis it does and then it passes and then you eat it oh okay (laughs) so you that's why you know you hang beef for a long time the, oh, I see. the best beef is home. But it would, yeah, any, anything that's dead would get rigor mortis. But I don't think rigor mortis is a permanent condition. It passes after... I don't really know what I'm talking about, Jane. <laughs> I'm, I'm right, but okay. only because I read a lot of thrillers and I haven't really got the evidence at my fingertips to, to send you away feeling that you've been confidently provided with a, with a comprehensive answer. Yeah. So I'll leave it on the board. Okay. Why are you worrying about this? Um, I don't know. I just... I just uh, no, sorry, it's a bit morbid, isn't it? But I just well, not to... only animals. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I just wondered, I, just, I was always curious, you know. No? Okay, so, well, I mean, uh, well, rigor mortis in, in, in animals that we eat, what's the, what's the picture? What's the story? What do you mean? That's, that's the question. That's oh, the yeah, story yeah. you want to know. What's going on? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. It's pretty bad. When you ask a question, I repeat it in what I think is a concise <laughs> and informative fashion, and you ask me what I mean. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's my fault. 1226. Let's get Jane an answer, quick. Oliver is in Macclesfield. Question or answer, Oliver? Uh, it's an answer, James. Carry on, mate. Um, basically, you know, the, the bogey question. Yes, yes. Nasal um, contents, I prefer, if exactly. you don't mind. Well, the nasal contents are basically a form of excretion from the body. Now, by definition, it can't be nutritious, otherwise the body wouldn't excrete it. Your body keeps the stuff that's nutritious and uses it and gets rid of the stuff that isn't. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's not just this excretion. It's also it, it, it's stuff that you've inhaled that's been caught in your nostril hairs. Exactly. Well, um, I'm not sure. I didn't know about that, but... Uh, so if you worked in a custard factory... <laughs> This is actually going to be true. If you worked in a custard factory and there was a lot of custard powder flying around in the air, which yeah, contains egg yolk, contains egg yolk and sundry other delicious ingredients, and you breathed in a lot of custard powder, you'd end up with custard bogies, and they would be nutritious, my friend. Your body would keep that. Your body would keep your nasal hairs, take all the stuff that's useful and 
and moves it upwards through. Shut the front door. You ab- you absorb nutrition through your through your nostrils. Uh, it's possible, yeah. You, 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 you actually, your hair and your nostrils is actually really complicated and sophisticated. They're like your antennae to another word. What? what? I'm going to give him a round of... So, no, no, they can't be nutritious, because if they were, the body would absorb the good bits. Yeah. Qualifications, Oliver? I'm a fully qualified JSG. Go on. Just some guy. shock. <laughs> you almost lose your round of applause for that appalling intervention. <laughs> but you can have it. Go on. How are things down there in middle class? Oh, you're welcome, welcome. 28 after 12, Kieran is in Leeds. Kieran, question or answer? It's an answer to their question. Good man, carry on. Uh, the egg is a shape of an arch, which the shape itself is very strong. Um, so that's why a lot of railway uh, bridges and uh, a lot of different shapes are, are that shape because the actual force itself won't, it won't break. And that's why a lot of actual, you, you know, like your doorways and your house can be the shape of an arch as well. Yes, so if if it, I mean if it lands and probably the way that the weight is distributed means it's likely to land on its end. If it lands on the arch, it'll be all right. If it lands on its side, it'll break. Yeah. Qualifications? Yeah. Uh, I learned it at school. Did, did the teacher demonstrate it by lobbing an egg in the air? No, like your previous caller says, when he says you put it in your hand and, and with the two points and you try and squeeze it together as hard as you can. Uh, and it doesn't break, uh, the teacher just gives a bit of an explanation afterwards as to why. He would have been a better teacher if he'd lobbed it over a house, wouldn't he? You'd have remembered it even more. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can't have anything. Round of applause. <laughs> well played, Kieran. Um, I, I, everyone's a critic. So I, love, I, love the mis- I love the egg question, but it's veering dangerously into partridge territory. How dare you, Niall? We don't veer dangerously into partridge territory. We plant a flag in it every day and and claim it as our own. It's coming up to half past 12. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. And the questions that still need answers include the relationship between rigor mortis and meat that we eat, the origin of the phrase, how's your father, the reason why only white people have a variety of hair colours, and the we've done the eggs, we've done the nasal contents, and we want to know whether or not it is feasible under current economic conditions that we could end up living in a world where everything is owned by one person, which would be an old-fashioned monarchy in a way, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Half past twelve, Simon Conway has the headlines. The Prime Minister says the Brexit bill must be passed by Parliament unamended. It's after the House of Lords backed an opposition amendment calling for the rights of EU citizens living here to be protected. A man has pleaded guilty to raping a stranger just hours before his wedding. 28-year-old Derry McCann from East London attacked the woman in a park in January. The European Parliament has voted to lift Marine Le Pen's immunity from prosecution. The French presidential candidate is under investigation in France for tweeting graphic images of Islamic State group executions. LBC weather becoming mostly dry and bright. Some showers in the north later and a high of 10 degrees. This Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 12.33 is the time you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Questions in need of answers. Does, does, does meat get rigor mortis? I love the idea that you just tuned in for the first time expecting us to be leading Britain's conversation about all the major political movements of the moment. You should have heard the other question about noses. I'm not going back to that. I forgot how many people find it disturbing. I don't. I'm supremely comfortable with these sort of conversations. I've got young children. But uh, obviously, a, a lot of you have been put off your lunch. So look on the bright side. You might lose a bit of weight. The uh, the, the observation, of course, is about meat and rigor mortis. What, what is the relationship? Does the meat we eat have rigor mortis? You see the sense in that question. Um, origin of the phrase, how's your father? Why do only white people have different hair colours? Although you've, I've been sent a few pictures of, of um, uh, Aboriginal people from Australia who do have a more 
broad palette of hair colour as well. So there are exceptions, but we'll stick with the generality. Uh, the question about whether or not one entity will end up owning everything. And there's a round of applause up for... Well, actually, I won't tell you. If you haven't been paying attention, it's your own fault. Tom's in Ilford. Tom, question or answer? Uh, an answer. Carry on. Uh, the house father question. Um, as far as I recall, mm. the title thing, Bank World Code, I've funny for him, I've got my code from QI. Um, oh, OK. It was a code. Basically, you know, young Bo would come paying a visit to his paramour. Oh, yeah. You know, after a few pleasantries of exchange, you know, it's like, oh, how's your father? Now, they'll have heard. It's obviously it's a, an innocent sounding uh, expression, but basically the same, you know, where's your father? You know, and uh, of course, and if, uh, if he wasn't hovering around, then uh, some um, illicit assignation might be in order. You know what I mean? I don't quite get it. I mean, I understand what you've said, but. So you'd go, you'd go round. Your girlfriend would open the door, and 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 you'd say, "How's your father?" To establish whether he was in or not. Oh yeah, well, basically, or whether. That's not what you said, though. That's what I said. So I'm having the round of applause. Oh, well, if you want it, you're quite welcome to it. But that's basically what I meant, or if you might have understood it. But uh, so you say, "How's your father?" And and she says, "He's not in." Let's get, get your trousers off, mate. You've pulled. Yeah, yeah, worse than that. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, yeah, I, 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 it makes, it's got qualifications, Tom? Well, like I said, it's, uh, it's something I've come across a long time, mate, I might have seen it at QI, so I'm not expecting anything from it, but... No, I'm going to go, I'm going to give you a round of applause. I, I like that. It makes it makes sense. So like someone can challenge it later if they must, but I quite like that. I think that, that's a good one. It makes a lot of, how's your father? Oh, he's just having a nice drink in the, in the parlour. Oh, all right then, I'll go and I'll go and see him, flip it out. How's your father? He's out. Yay! Up the stairs with you, my lady! Martin's in Southport. Martin, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on, mate. Yeah. Uh, when you're on the football pitch and you kick the ball through uh, an opposition player's legs, why do they call it a nutmeg? Oh, I know. There's, there's two answers to this question. No one knows for sure which one it is. And it's to, do with the, it's to do with the composite parts of the word nutmeg. So, nutmeg rhymes with what part of the anatomy? Leg. Leg. So, nutmeg, you put it through your leg. The other bit is the other. What's the other half of the word that's not Meg? Not. What does the ball go under when you're not Meg? I thought that's what it might have been, but I, I just have to have the question. Fifty-fifty. No one knows. It's in Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, which I happen to have read. Round of applause for me. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Twelve thirty-seven is the time. Bola is in Lewisham. Bola, question or answer? It's a question, please, James. Carry on. Um, okay, I need to phrase this correctly, but. Um, will they ever reach a point where we basically we've exhausted the maximum amount of music combinations or the maximum permutations of music? That the, does that make any sense? It makes perfect sense, and I presume the answer is no for this reason. Think of the okay. highest note imaginable. Mm-hmm. And now go one note higher. So surely music's infinite. Is it infinite? I mean, within, within, within the context of, of what can be heard by the human ear, then obviously there will be something finite on it, but, 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 but in terms of theoretically, there won't be. In, infinity is, a, is a essentially theoretical concept, and there will, there's no end. If you, if, look, here you go. I'll do it for you now. Are you ready for this? I'm going to sing. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You could carry on forever. I'll try. No, no, oh, no I'll try. No, no, you're not, not hearing me. No, I know. I will try. I'll go. Do re mi fa so la ti do re mi fa so no. You misunderstood me. Is oh. there a maximum number of combinations of? No, but there can't be because if there's no maximum number of notes, there can't be a maximum number of combinations. 
Yeah. So, so, so. God, I'm good. Are, are you sure about this? Absolutely. Well, think about it. We don't need the stewards on this. No, you don't need any stewards. Use your noodle. Where would it end? Where would it? So, la 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 la. It goes on forever. No, but it surely will end at the point where you cut off. But how can you be cut? All right, try this for size. Okay. Think of a think of a think of a number. Mm-hmm. Halve it. Yep. Halve it again. And keep going. Halve yeah. it again. Halve it again. Will it ever be zero? This is what used to stress me out. This is this has plagued me since my childhood. I, I can't. I can't. It will never be zero. It will never be zero because you can halve it again and again and again and again. And it's infinitesimal and tiny. It's the same with the notes. La 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 la. Right up forever. Are you sure? Okay. I don't know. I'll show you. I'll show you how sure I am, Bola. That's how sure I am. <laughs> Thank you very much. Kevin's in Norwich. Kevin, question or answer? Well, yeah, I've got an answer, yeah? Go on, then, mate. Uh, it's to the capitalism thing. Is it uh, feasible if... that under current economic conditions we could live in a world where eventually one entity or individual owns everything? It is possible, as, as sort of illustrated by the game Monopoly, unless the government was to intervene... Uh, eventually one company would own everything. Other than people could boycott companies before they actually got so massive that, you know, people might say, well, I'll stop, I'll stop buying um, Apple phones because they're going to be the only company that sort of does that, you know. But technically, yes, it could happen. It's, as you illustrated earlier on, it's almost happened now with the amount of people... Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I like the monopoly analogy because you could imagine just on an epic scale that unfolding on a similar level and eventually somebody ends up with everything through through luck or judgment and the more you've started with, the more likely you are to... to, to you to, always end up with one person having everything when you play monopoly. Not in our house. You always end up with a board being thrown in the air by whoever's just landed on Mayfair for the second time, mate, with hotels. Yeah, that's probably a war then. <laughs> that would be, wouldn't it? That would be the monopoly equivalent of a war or electing Donald Trump. Round of applause for Kevin. Thank you, Thank you very much. Mick's in Basingstoke. Mick, question or answer? Hello, it's a question. Carry on. Why should something as innocuous as a draft through a window result in you waking up with a really stiff, painful neck? I like that. I we did, had it, it the other day, and it just had me, and I'd never really thought about it before, and I thought, it's just a bit of air. It's like, how can it have such a painful effect on you? It really can. I mean, you can wake up in agony, can't you? And is it definitely due to a draft? It's not because you, 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 I don't know, had your pillow in the wrong place. No, I think it's generally a draft. I mean, I'm not just always blaming my wife, because she leaves all the windows open all the time, but... Um, well, it's good to have fresh air in the bedroom, mate. It took me three or four days to get over it, you know. Yeah, all right, mate. Go ahead, poor little snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> so why, if you sleep in a draft, do you wake up with, with, a, with a pain in the neck? It's a good question. Let's leave, get it on the board. What else is on the board? So, drafts and necks, meat and rigor mortis, how's your father we've done, hair colour and white people, why? Just what well, mostly, almost exclusively white people have their different hair colours. Uh, we've done economic conditions. So, I think that's it. We're moving along. Oliver is in Reading. Oliver, question or answer? Uh, answer, that's right. Carry on. Um, it's, it's to do with um, the answer to why do while white people and all Europeans have uh, different hair colours yes. for a more broad variety. Uh, I'll give it a good stab. Uh, as you've said, um, many uh, different ethnicities seem to have different hair colours and eye colours. I mean, it's possible... I've got, I got two problems with you, Oliver. And don't, please don't say this personally. Number one... I don't know why, but we seem to have forgotten our not really taking calls on hands-free. 
um, on the programme. And number two, you don't sound confident enough. So even if you're right, you're not going to get a round of applause. Okay. You have to. You uh, have to come on instead of saying, "I think it might be." I mean, anyone can do that. You need to come on and say, "Bada bing, bada boom, bada bish, bish, bish." All right, I'll, I'll give you the answer then. Come it's on then. All to do with the agricultural uh, revolution that happened between fifteen and twelve thousand years ago in northern Europe. This is much better. You see, this is brilliant. Now you're making. You've got numbers in there. You've got historical context. You're just about blinding us with science. Come on, come on, close it down. Finish it. They originally thought it was to do with a lack of vitamin D. Hair color and eye color is controlled by the melanin production. Uh, just like our skin. But the reason in Northern Europe you get such a, uh, a lower amount is also through the Gulf Stream, and you get this warm, humid climate, particularly in the Northern European area. That's why um, that combines with a lower amount of sunlight, and that went to the farming of grain, which led to a diet which lowered the amount of vitamin D that could be absorbed. That meant that skin colour had to get lighter to absorb more sunlight and create more vitamin D. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I, I've got no idea whether you're right or wrong, but I'm going to give you a round of applause for plausibility. Qualifications? It's a bit late now. The horse has bolted. passion for human evolution and, uh, yeah. There you go, mate. You see, you see what I did there? I just life coached you. You came on all querulous and, 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 and unconfident and questioning and you've gone away sounding as certain as Donald Trump. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's 12.43. Ali's in Camden. Question or answer? Question, mate. Carry on. Right. In adult relationships, why do we still label ourselves boyfriend and girlfriend and not man friend and... Woman friend. Because that sounds stupid. Mm, does it? Yeah, he's my woman friend. People still use that term. Some. Well, no one, no one friend. hung around in back in the day when these words were first coined. Everyone got married. You'd never, you wouldn't have a fifty-year-old partner who wasn't your husband or wife. It'd be so. We'd just, it's, you'd, you'd be married. No, so it's just because that was the way the morals worked. Coming but, in now, what? Like partner and things like. Yeah, that. that's what they say. Partner for partner. No, but no, it's not that common as uh, when somebody says it, it rolls off the lips a lot quicker. That yeah, mate, you can't go mind. around introducing your man friend to people. Why not? It sounds a bit indecent. No, but the, the other way as well, though. You can say, "Oh, it's my boyfriend." Oh, yeah, my girl. What's the problem? It's just, you know, it's just the way things work. If you feel a little self-conscious about your age when you introduce your girlfriend or your boyfriend, then you just introduce your partner. You can't go around saying man friend. Man, friend, I'm not convinced, what do you mean you're not convinced? For, first of all, the answer is that you would never have had a romantic relationship until, I, I, I suppose, the sort of post-60s, really. You would hardly ever encounter anybody who was in a, in a relationship and wasn't married. So you, you would be boyfriend and girlfriend until you got married. And then post-60s, we've gone to a place where you don't have to get married at all. You can shack up and uh, stay together. And we just haven't... The language hasn't caught up with the generational change but neither does it need to because apart from you ali no one cares and your producer no 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 he's blowing smoke up your front he's just trying to know it's so obvious what the answer to this is ask me what my qualifications are go on mate genius (laughs) mystery hour with james o'brien on lbc 12.50 12.50 is the time. Why do you get a stiff neck if you sleep in a draft? What is the relationship between the meat, what we eat, and rigor mortis? Uh, th- there's a free round of applause up for grabs here, and you've missed it, you prune. Zzz, plural. Uh, uh, scrab, I got the Scrabble question wrong. No one's rung in with the stewards inquiry. You might be able to squeeze in if you're desperate for a round of applause. I bet it'd be Wayne in Basildon. Uh, and what else are we looking at? The... 
got the meat, the rig and mortar, the stiff neck. I think, yeah, we're carrying on. And how's your father? We've done. I might get a steward's inquiry on that. Dave's in Lewisham. Dave, question or answer? It's a question, please, mate. Carry on. <laughs> you know what the question is, and you know you're going to get a round of applause for it. I don't know what uh, the question is, but I, I'm you? fairly confident I'll get a round of applause. But I always am, mate. Right, I'm gutted to give you this round of applause. However... Go on. When we listen to the radio, we hear that Nick Ferrari's had one million viewers this month, and you've had 500 viewers this month. How do you know... Hey, steady on, mate. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Carry on. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you'll find I think you'll find that among the uh, under fifty fours in London at the moment, over ten percent of everybody with the radio on is currently listening to this program. An absolutely oh, record breaking figure. And your question is, how do you know that you're breaking records less right and centre with regards to your listening figures at the moment, James? Every time I turn my radio on, how do you know that I'm I don't? I don't. It's it's listen. You put me in an uncomfortable position, Dave, because. Not only am I breaking records left, right and centre at this p- p- precise point in time, I'm also conscious of how what goes up must go down or the tide could easily go out again. And similarly, the mode of measurement is quite odd. So what happens is a bunch of people get sent diaries, some online, some on paper, and they all fill in the, the, the bits that they're listening to. So, you know, what you're listening to at 10 o'clock on every weekday morning, well, James O'Brien, of course, and then they extrapolate from the sample of people who've been sent the diaries, the broader population. No, it can't be like that. I, mean, I swear it is. I swear. Well, how would you feel if your bonus depended on it? It's not exactly the most reliable measurement on the planet, but it's the only one we've got. Telly's the same, actually. Telly's the same, except you've got an electric box on your telly that sends the information to Barb. On raid, not, that's not Barb, as in a person called Barbara. That's an organisation <laughs> called Barb. The radio uh, doesn't have that. Um, I don't know whether with the digital... Uh, dawn it will be easier to do and, and and you'll be able to get a bigger sample but yeah it's all down to diaries believe it or not so you're telling me that if that that percentage that you spoke to if they all might have put your station down actually over the whole population your 500 listens a month might have only been 100 listens a month well or, or five million <laughs> round of applause for me <laughs> cheeky beggar Pratap's in islington Pratap, question or answer answer james carry on it's the uh, rigor mortis and the food we eat question. So yes. uh, the food we eat does go to rigor mortis. It takes about 12 to 24 hours for it to happen. And the way it uh, goes away is um, the hanging process, which also, in addition to developing flavor and um, just uh, mainly making the meat more tender. Because Even a chicken? The muscles. Even a chicken. Now, a chicken and a chicken takes, uh, obviously, the rigor mortis process is much, much slower, uh, much quicker. Yes. So, so in down, rather than 12 to 24 hours, it's more like a couple of hours. So if I, ah, so if I, if I, if I were to choke a chicken and then just leave it in the, in the kitchen for a couple of hours, it'd be, it'd be better and edible. Whereas if I tried to cook it for half an hour later, I would be in all sorts Pretty of... Much, yes. I mean, just like in places like, uh, cause I'm, I mean, I'm from India. So in India, when you, when you get uh, meat that's been freshly slaughtered, you need to really either pressure cook it or cook it for longer to get tender. Yeah, so um, so it'd be toughness that you'd be dealing with. That's a really... What are your qualifications? That's a brilliant answer. Uh, I'm a chef, and I've also been to a couple of abattoirs in the last few years. Oh, boy. (laughs) Round of applause for Pratap. Thank you very much. That's pheasants as well. You hang pheasants for ages, don't you? Has he gone? Oh, it's me. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. That's all right. No, it's all right, mate. um, For game as well, yeah. Games even... uh, Because it's that much more active. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, yeah, blimey, he's good. Give him another round of applause. What the hell happened there? (laughs) Mark's in Romford. That's a very in-joke. Mark's, it's the magical hour. (laughs) Mark's in Romford. Mark, question or answer? 
I've got a question for you. Go on, then. Um, why does brown toast go cold quicker than white toast? Shut the front door. It does. It, actually, it might do. No, actually, it might do, because it's absorption. It's the same reason. Here you go. Come here a minute. Have you ever seen a, a canopy with stripes on it? You know, like an awning outside a shop? Yeah. When the weather's very, very cold and icicles have formed, quite often they've only formed on one of the stripes, if you see what I mean. So it's one, one of the colours of the stripes. So it goes icicles, no icicles, icicles, no icicles, no icicles, no icicles. And that is because dark absorbs heat quicker than cold. So brown would absorb... Well, well, the brown well, toast should go cold. Yeah, but it also than absorbs than cold quicker than... Why? It's why Bedouins wear 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 dark robes. Both ways, James. You, you, you actually can. That's physics. You can have it. No, the darker colour both absorbs. No, come here a minute. It absor- The dark colour absorbs heat and cold faster than the light colour. I know it's it's unlikely, but that's physics. Hmm. Physics. No, I'm not convinced. It's physics. I've never seen. Physics. I've never seen physics. a stripey awning with. Regimented columns of icicles hanging off it. Well, how, how hard have you looked? How hard have you looked, well, Mark? <laughs> not particularly, but I think I Boom. probably would have noticed. You, yeah, well, I did it in physics with Commander Stewart, and he had it. He had a picture of a striped Can awning. Commander Stewart, then. I don't, I, 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 I don't might know. That might be tricky. I need more definitive uh, proof. That, that, that is the reason. All right, well, forget the bit about the awning. The reason why brown toast goes colder than white toast is because it absorbs cold quicker. The dark colours absorb cold quicker than white colours. Light colours. I don't believe. No, I'm. All right. Why? 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 Why do Bedouin wear black robes? I don't know. Because it reflects. Ah, oh, reflect. It reflects heat. Hang on a minute. No, wait a minute. It's 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 very close to being perfect. This answer, but I appreciate that it's not quite there yet. It's, okay. it, it reflects heat. Black the white toast heat. reflects heat, and the ah. brown toast doesn't. So it goes colder. Quick. I'm so close to this. I'm so close. <sighs> but I'm not close we enough. We actually need someone that knows what they're talking about, don't we, James? Well, mate, that's, that's true of every 15 hours I do. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours a day, Monday to Friday, you could say that. But my kids need shoes. Don't be too mean about it. I've got a professor on the line. Whether or not we've got time to take his answer before Sheila Fogarty takes over, I do not know. Keith is in Watford. Keith, question or answer? Uh, hello. Yeah, I was going to uh, talk about the music. Yeah, OK, quickly, though. I'm very short of time. Go on. Is there, a, is there an infinite amount of music? No, not infinite, because the human ear is limited to low sounds and then the high sounds. You've got a limited number of notes in between. Yeah, I know that, but we said we said theoretically. Yeah, ah. No, 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 no. You can be more, more specific than that, which is why I wanted to phone in. If you designate the, uh, the note A as 440 hertz, then you've got a finite number of notes in your musical scale, and there's a finite amount of combinations you can make with those notes. Professor Martin is in Manor Park. Talk to me about toast, Professor Martin. Well, you're right. It's the. That's uh, it. That's all you need to say. <laughs> you have a phenomenon called black body radiation. Yes. Uh, so uh, a black body will not only absorb heat very well, it will radiate heat well. Thank you. It, it, it absorbs and reflects better than the white stuff. That's right. And, that, and the stripy awning icicles? Uh, the, you're absolutely right about that, too. Just for people unpersuaded, what are your qualifications? Uh, my first degree was physics, and I'm professor of robotics at Middlesex University. Get in! <laughs> Last one, Michael Tunbridge-Wells. Question or answer? 
It's an answer about the Scrabble. You're yeah. wrong, James. You can't have a one-letter word. I oh, know. Um, because you have to start with at least two letters, and every time you play a letter on the board, you're putting one letter down. You have to join it to at least another letter, so it has to be a two-letter Round of applause, word. Michael. Great work. Uh, qualification Scrabble rules. Last one, Matt Leatherhead. Question or answer? Yeah, it's about uh, waking up stiff in the morning, James. Yeah, all right. All right, matron. Why do you wake up with a stiff neck after you've swept, slept in a draft? Right, OK, so if you go outside and it's freezing cold, what does your body do? It tenses up, and when you tense up, your muscles spasm. So if your neck is exposed to cold air... Qualifications? Um, I'm painter and decorator. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Matt. Cheers, James. Derek, take care, mate. Give me, give me a clap. Bye-bye. That's it for another day. Do it all again tomorrow from 10. Next voice, you